breaking news. We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming of Magnus Chase content to bring you this urgent story, which no doubt, if you're an avid Seaweed Brain listener who listens to our episodes the second they've dropped, you've probably already heard about this. But (laughs) big freaking news, guys. Stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Y'all, what's up? It's Erica and Carter, and it's a great day to be Percy Jackson podcasters. Let me tell you, sometimes this life, you know, this this hard knock, rough and tumble life we lead, being people who host an amateur independent Percy Jackson podcast, it can be tough. You know, sometimes you're like, where's the light at the end of the tunnel? Why do I do this anymore? Making a podcast is really is really tough. Okay, you have you to have to have the Google, Google calendar. calendar. You have to <laughs> you, have you have to, to get the guests. guests. You, you have, have to build, build a, following. a following. It takes, it a, lot takes of work, a lot of okay? time. Shout out to Sarah Delap, playwright of the Wolves and also screenwriter of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Anyway, podcasts take a lot of work, and sometimes we ask ourselves, "What are we doing here?" and Sometimes, you know, when you're on the third book of Trials of Apollo, you're like, you know, this is fun, but also where are Percy and Annabeth? Where are Percy and Annabeth? You know how many of you guys have messaged us in the last, like, seven months being like, oh, I'm so sad the podcast is over. (laughs) (laughs) And me just having to be like, yeah, you're right. Psych. It's back. It's back. Um, Love (laughs) is back. Literature is back. Real stories, real narratives, real characters. Last night at, I think it's 5 p.m., Rick Riordan, across all social media accounts that are affiliated with him, went live with the announcement that there will be a new Percy Jackson story, which he himself described in a blog post, as well as Ashley Latimer described it this way as PJ06. Ashley. Which a little bit gagged me because that's extra, like, that to me sounds like deep, unforgivable, like, pop stan Twitter slang. But also, <laughs> like, that is the right way to think about it. And is like a truly clarifying frame for this information. This is not like he's not saying, oh, we're picking up with a little bit more Heroes of Olympus energy. We're going to be tagging in to speak with a number of the friends that we've encountered along the way. No, he said this is a story that is going to be about Percy and Annabeth and Grover. And we're going to hear it in Percy's voice. And you should think of it as a continuation. Yes. And my first reaction if you're like me and Carter, which you probably are if you're here today, was one of fear and terror, truly. A new Percy Jackson book? Who's gonna die? Maybe Percy Jackson? No. Wrong. Because how did Rick immediately quell our fears? He said, don't worry, kids. This book takes place in between the Heroes of Olympus and the Trials of Apollo. This book guarantees no major character deaths. That's big. This book is going to be centered around Percy trying to gather recommendation letters from three different gods, which we now know from Rick is a requirement in order to get into the university in New Rome. So it's really just (laughs) going to be a silly, goofy time with our main trio, Annabeth, Percy, and Grover. 
the way that he framed it also in the post was like, what did he say? It's been almost 10 years since the last <laughs> Heroes of Olympus book is how he put it. How is that possible? How is that possible? And yet it is. Yes. Okay. So a little bit of the backstory, which we are all getting from this Reed Riordan post that Rick authored. Uh, he mentioned that a few years ago, he was trying to accelerate and or get more safety guarantees for the live action Disney Plus adaptation project. And as a part of that, he, to presumably some Disney executives, said that he would write them another Percy Jackson book if they were to guarantee and or accelerate the TV show, which I guess at the time was on shaky ground. And so as a part of that process, he drafted all of these outlines and started to think about like what story he could tell that would hook the executives and get him what he wanted and what we all wanted. Fast forward, he says that actually that ended up not being necessary, but then his agent turned around and said, okay, we know when the show's going to drop. What are you going to drop for people to buy a new to go with the release of the show. And he was like, actually, I do, now that I've been thinking about it for a couple of years, by accident, actually have a story idea. And that leads us to where we are now. Wow. I'll read some of this out loud, because why not, just in case you haven't read it. The novel unfolds during Percy's senior year at Alternative High School in New York after the action of Heroes of Olympus, but before Trials of Apollo. This time around, Percy is not worried about saving the world. He has a much harder quest, getting into college. New Rome University requires recommendation letters from three gods, which means, yep, you guessed it, Percy has to run quests to get the letters. That sound you hear is Percy screaming into his pillow in frustration. First quest, the cupbearer of the gods, Ganymede, is missing his chalice. Not only is this embarrassing, it's also a potential disaster since any mortal who happens to drink from the cup will gain immortality. Percy, Annabeth, and Grover have to find that chalice and return it to Ganymede before anyone realizes he lost it. These gods, they really need GPS tags on their magic items, don't they? Rick, no one knows what GPS is anymore. I love you. Um, <laughs> 2023 is shaping up to be a big year in the Percy Jackson universe. This spring, we will have a new Nico D'Angelo adventure, The Sun and the Star, co-written by Mark Oshiro and me, which will have a completely different spin on the PGA universe. Then in the fall, we'll have Percy Jackson and the Chalice of the Gods, which is meant to be a classic Percy-voiced adventure, just like the original PJO series. Yes, our characters are now in high school, but if I do my job right, I hope Chalice will read very much like Percy Jackson number six. Wow. That's crazy. He goes on to talk more about like what it means to sound the same, which is not just that it's in Percy's voice, which is very important. And something that I think a lot of people who just saw the tweets were like, who's narrating? Is Percy back? Yes, Percy is back. Very important. Pop emergency. Tell everyone you know. But additionally, he makes a comment in the like Q&A section at the bottom of this announcement that specifically this new book series is still going to be middle grade. Yes. He says something about how that's where he lives and he's not really that interested in writing YA. Even though Percy's like 18 or 17 or whatever now, even though Percy's about to go to college, we're still getting the same classic voice in all of the ways. You know, like there's not suddenly going to be whatever, um, sex and murder, what, what constitutes YA. I was going to say sex, drugs, and alcohol. I don't know. <laughs> Inappropriate power dynamics. Wow. I literally just saw John Green last weekend. Less than a week ago, I was within 100 feet in the same room as John Green. Wow. What an experience that was. I literally today had an hour-long conversation with somebody about how John Green ruined my life. So that's very topical. <laughs> I think if I didn't read John Green books, I would have thought of myself as a person and not uh, an object of desire for sad white men. And I would have learned how to respect <laughs> myself and maybe even men in the process. Whew. Period. <laughs> yeah. He says that the content is no more risque than in the original series. 
<laughs> That's so cute. Oh, Rack. <laughs> will you kill anyone? You probably will, won't you? <laughs> That's what he writes here. Um, no deaths are currently on the schedule for this book. Checks notes, yep, almost certainly not. Like 95% sure, maybe 90%. <laughs> Which makes me feel like, I don't know, Blackjack is like... <laughs> On the cutting room floor, whoa, you know? Whoa, how dare you? Not Blackjack. Wait, have we have we seen Blackjack in the subsequent? Maybe we haven't. Damn. Is Black- I feel like Blackjack shows up somewhere. Did we not have the, the return time, of Blackjack? I think the last time we saw him was, was with Reyna, where he, again, like, he almost died in um, yeah. Blood of Olympus. Wow. That was, but that was a rough time. I feel like that that's enough of that. Like, we've- Yeah, that was traumatic anyway. enough. Leave my favorite Pegasus alone. Leave Blackjack alone. It's his retirement era. It's only a matter of time before the Empire State Building puts like a little statue of a Pegasus somewhere on the top area yes, of the building the vines. for promotional purposes. Maybe like four years from now, circa Titan's Curse. They got to do Titan's Curse cover. Like literally, yeah, Blackjack, the vines at the edge of one of those little bird looking um architectural details that come off the side is that really on the building i don't know no (laughs) um also my quest to get the person who runs the empire state building social media accounts on the podcast is not over i'm still very much (laughs) actively barking up that tree for the record okay we'll see they're a little bit more invested in midnights right now than they are in the new percy jackson book dropping so you know priorities we we need to don't Say anything about Taylor Swift, Carter. Hey, everyone. There's a pop emergency coming. Did you know that this Friday, the new pop album to define a new era is coming? And it is Carly Rae Jepsen's The Loneliest Hour. Everyone, Carly Rae Jepsen's The Loneliest Hour. Check it out. Friday at midnight. Anyway, speaking of release dates, this book, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Chalice of the Gods, comes on September 26th, 2023. That's less than a year from now. Wow, that's wild to think about. You know what else is wild? A year ago, we were in that Daughter of the Deep book tour virtual Zoom call. Where he revealed the Nico book. Yeah. And Marco Shiro. Also, our quest to get Marco Shiro on the podcast is not yet over. Don't worry about it. We've made contact. Mark's not allowed to say anything right now or talk to anyone about anything. But the second Disney Hyperion grants them. those Disney NDAs. Yeah, grants them a little bit of leeway. Hopefully, they'll be here. I want us to just ruminate for a moment on the fact that this is not just another book this is a percy perspective literally hashtag pj06 book which is something that we were very certain was never going to happen ever again that is what feels very violently shocking about this i felt like rick could probably you know continue writing books within the riordan verse for the rest of his career new characters different mythologies Mm -hmm. but to get another book that is literally percy's perspective a la the OG series that came out when we were in elementary school is quite literally shocking to me. It was, yeah. Like, violently, I I thought it was a joke when I saw it show up on a random other Twitter feed that, like, (laughs) from somebody who does not normally tweet about this. Paradigm shifting. I was positive this was an April Fool's Day joke. (laughs) I was like, somehow it's not October. It is the spring. Um, I blacked out for six months and it's April Fool's and this is not happening. 
And he also, like, he specifically, in the announcement, he says, like, I don't plan on introducing that many new characters. We're not going to be spending that much time with people who are not Percy Grover and Annabeth. I feel like previously in a lot of these new works where we're, like, surprised to find out that there's going to be more, the more is normally geared towards expansion, right? He's saying, oh, my interest is in this new set of characters, but also we have this big world that exists. We have people that you love. So we're going to check in on them every now and then and maybe learn about how they're maturing as people. This one really said, no, like there's no whatever. If you'll forgive me, there's no IP branch off for this. This really is just like the original yes. being revisited, strengthened, expanded upon. Which is which what we want. Makes sense with the release of the series. And it is what people exactly think, right, more than anything. Yeah. But also at the same time, I don't feel that anxious about it. Before I read the full article and before I saw the PJO6 tweet, I was like, I I don't know about this. Like, I don't know if if there's a way for him to navigate the stakes of a new book and the character involvements that would feel really fulfilling because of the way that we have witnessed the maturation of these characters and because yeah. of the state that they're in in their lives. But this really does, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense from a business standpoint, from a creative standpoint for Rick. I love how honest and upfront he is in this blog post, as he always is in all his blog posts, about the reason he started doing these drafts for these stories. And then about how, oh, it wasn't necessary. 20th Century was able to move on with the TV show without this. Mm -hmm. I think it's also fun because, as he mentions in this blog post, is saying that Sun and the Star is going to be pretty different vibes from... Another PGO book, which makes sense because we have a totally different co-author. And I think that giving, you know, the kitties, and by the kitties I mean us, something to look forward to as being like, you get like a very, you know, Percy-voiced original book, and then you get to be even more excited about something that is not that, that is different, that is new, that sounds and feels totally unique from Nico's POV. I think it just allows us the room to get more excited about something different since we know, oh, we have this other original thing that we can also look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. So anyone who was worried, I mean, I was not in any way, shape or form and never have been worried (laughs) about the Nico book. I've always been just excited. Um, Yes. Period. Especially for Mark. (laughs) But if you're somebody who was like, you know, oh, but like, where's Percy? And like, oh, like, I don't want it to be, you know, not a traditional adventure. Now we get a little bit of both. Pretty ideal. The fans are serviced. It's excellent fan service. It's good planning. World, yeah, wow. World domination next. Literally domination world tour. The One of the last questions on here is if um, they're going to tour for the book or not. And he says probably yes. The book is meant to be a thank you to the fans and a celebration of the TV series. So we are timing Chalice to come out shortly before the series airs. Oh my. Again, when I tell you, like this announcement dropped on a Tuesday at 5 p.m. This was just a day. And then it was everywhere. I heard about this from multiple people who are not, you know, like people we met through the podcast or something. They're just like people in life. Yeah. Who stumbled across this because it really is ascendant. It's only 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 up from here. No, this is huge. Also, I saw some people, some podcasters have been tweeting about this, um, like job security. Um <laughs> Which is funny. You guys know very well that we do not make enough money off of doing this show in which it gives us a stable source of income in any way, shape, or form. Anchor ads do not pay that well, though it is the easiest way to make a podcast. 
<laughs> but it is really lovely just to know that this thing that we enjoy doing, which is talking about these books and these characters, is something that can continue. We thought we were done spiritually, personally, emotionally with Persebeth. And also on the show, we really yeah. wrapped that ish up. But now we're here. And it's like we've been reborn. Granted a new lease on life. <laughs> reincarnated. Opening up old wounds. <laughs> we're going to talk about Persebeth once more. All right. All we know is is one blog post worth of information at this point. So if you want to make sure to to whatever, check in on anything that we might have missed in a blog post somehow in this 20-something minute long conversation. We will have the link to the blog post in our show notes. You can go ahead and click on it. It's called Percy Jackson and the Chalice of the Gods on rickriordan.com. Also, one quick fun announcement. If you don't follow us on social media, you wouldn't have seen this today. But I'm very excited to say that we are going to be re-releasing our original first season episode. So everything that follows the original five Percy Jackson books in a remastered version. So better audio so you can re-binge our first season for fun over the holidays or at work, whatever you do, wherever you listen. Thank you guys for being here. And we are so excited to continue to be on this journey with you all. Have a lovely Wednesday evening. <laughs>